Welcome once again to another edition of the Brattlecast, an opportunity to share in the wisdom of one Ken Gloss and learn about books and how people sell them and buy them and where the value is and so much more that is related. This podcast comes to you uh, regularly with all kinds of questions coming in from listeners. And Ken, welcome. Nice to see you. Well, it's always happy to be in and talking and talking about books. And yeah, and, and I'll say we've been getting some questions and if people have someone they're listening, send them in and we'll go through them and use them. Well, this one relates to the business world and the business you're in with the Brattle. You uh, you have a listener who says, I saw a news report about the Strand Bookstore in New York, pretty much in very big trouble, as many businesses are. Did you know about this, Ken? And how are you and the general used and rare book businesses doing? Uh, we kind of get a state of the uh, union with you every time we speak. But what do you think of that story? Uh, I think it's it's a sign of the times. And, and it, the thing that sort of surprises me is for any of you who don't know the Strand Bookshop in New York, it's down on Union Square at the end of Broadway. It is literally a city block. It has been in business for years and years, and it's probably one of the largest used uh, bookstores in the world. And the fact that I never thought of them. I mean, I know that we're having some issues and I know we'll get through it, but I, I never thought of them actually being in trouble because they're such an institution. If you love books and you go to New York City, Strand Bookstore is probably one of the key places that everybody wants to go to every time. Um, they're multi-floored. And I think one of the problems is that especially in the cities now with the pandemic, there aren't people in the offices, there aren't people walking the streets, there aren't the tourists. And uh, I guess in many ways, the large, large famous bookstores have huge overheads. They, they have hundreds of employees and the money can drain and go very fast. Uh, another thing that happens uh, nowadays is also this limited number of people that can go into a store. Uh, you know, in other words, that you have the the capacity can only be a third mm. or a half or whatever. And used bookstores or bookstores in general are places that you want to browse in. Mm. So, you know, the idea is you go in and you might stay five minutes, you might stay three hours, but you're there browsing, looking at it. You might you might think you're looking in one subject and you sort of wander over to another one. Next thing you do, you buy a stack of books. Well, obviously, the pandemic cuts back on that. Another thing with a store like the Strand, and I think, you know, this, I don't know the Strand uh, thing. I know, I knew they met a couple of times, the original man who started it. But uh, one of the things Strand was famous for in the past was review copies. And those were copies of books that the publisher would send out to radio stations, to TV stations, to movie reviewers. People like to, me. Uh, to book <laughs> reviewers. And, and, uh, and you'd read the book. A right. lot of those now are being sent out digitally. That's electronically. right. First of all, it saves on the postage. And second of all, it doesn't give the person getting the book a chance to sell it. And then it becomes on the market secondarily. Right. So Strand used to make a lot of money that way. And another, so those are being cut back and that was happening anyways. Another thing that the pandemic on especially new bookstores and Strand is partly new uh, publications, a lot of them make a lot of money doing events, 
In other words, having an author come to the store, or maybe even for a corporate author, a corporate company, there, there'll be a business book that the company will say we'll have in our auditorium. And there'll be two, three, four hundred copies that they buy at uh, mm. retail price and give to the employees, to the participants or the participants. You know, if you go to I went to one for the um, Harvard bookstore that John Grisham was speaking at. And they obviously must have sold a few hundred copies of his new book. Well, those are big profit areas for these stores. And if you can't do those type of events, they cut back tremendously on the bottom line. Well, I can tell so, you, I can tell you just from personal experience, the last event that I did that was related to books was indeed a book author signing and reading in Brookline at the Harvard Bookstore. And it was, I'm sorry, the Booksmith. And that was in uh, late February, and that was it. And they are constantly, or in better times, stores like that are constantly having events which generate income. It's a shame. It generates very good income. And on top of that, it brings people in the store, gets them used to coming in. What's the next event? So I I really hope Strand is huge. Uh, it would, they said that they're going to give it through the end of the year, I know when they put this out that they all of a sudden got a huge influx of business, which mm. is people want to help save and support the store. Question is, will that keep on through the Christmas season? Will people still be shopping? Will it come in? And, and for used and rare bookstores, for secondhand stores and for new stores, it's, it's funny because the stores that are in the cities, the large depend on retail and our store too. A lot of our strength was always, sure, we can sell a book for $1,000 or 10000 or 100000 But a lot of that you do by you pick up the phone, you send an email, you have the customers, you contact a colleague, you say, I think you have a customer for this. And those you can sell without people walking. Very few people walk in off the street and say, I want to buy a $100,000 book. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> But one of our big strengths, and, and definitely the strength, was that people would walk in and they'd spend a dollar or five or ten, or maybe buy a bag of books at three dollars, but the bag comes to twenty dollars, um, and and so that was their great strength. That's where they made a lot of their profit. But because there's such a huge structure to it, mm. that there's a lot of overhead that goes right. into that. Right. Even keeping up a building that's a city block size, just paying the heat and electricity. We've been making it by it. Uh, we feel the same thing because one of our strengths was, hey, lots of people can compete with us on the rare books. We do well on that. But almost nobody else can sell the cheap books and make a profit. So, But we're fairly secure. You also, healthy. as we speak, spoken about, for those who have not been to the store and not familiar with Boston, you have that amazing outdoor bazaar of books every day when the weather is good. And uh, I would imagine more people are enjoying that now than ever since it is outside. Well, yeah, what's, what definitely is happening with that is um, our outside, which are our dollar three and five dollar books, uh, the real bargain items are doing well. And it's also outdoors. So people feel... What the tough part is sort of the 10 to 50 and $100, where you, the people who would come in just in the general section, browse, maybe find something, maybe not, spend an hour or two, 
maybe uh, we, we used to get a lot of people in. One person in their group would be going off to Macy's and shopping or Newbury Street. And the other person who didn't really want to do that would maybe say, now I can spend a few hours in the bookstore. That's me. <laughs> exactly. And uh, But uh, we, we're fairly fortunate in that we own our property, which really is uh, a big deal. Also, we have six or eight employees as opposed to maybe right. three or 400 at Strand. And I'm determined to keep us going and keep it open. But I would hate to when this is all done, if this goes on, you know, maybe in and through next year, I would hate to be the only one. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Part, yeah. yeah. Part of what also is great about books and bookstores when you're in a city, there are usually more than one or two or three and you can go from one to the other. And the more there are and the closer they are, actually, the better they all do, because you start getting people saying, well, OK, this is a block away. That's a couple of blocks away. That's a five minute walk. And they figure, well, I'll go to that area and, and do it. Mm. So bookstores are experience a lot of problems, a lot of trouble. Um, the rare book business, the really rare book business actually is doing quite well. Uh, a lot of the auctions, a lot of the people who dealt just online, a lot of people are home. They have time. Uh, they're looking online. They're a little bit bored. Uh, and, and we're finding that our online sales, too, are going up to a degree. Not enough to make up for the walk-in trade. Uh, and uh, so that's happening. And then I, I have uh, one colleague who is telling me he appraises collections for gifts, you know, people donating mm. it. And he tends to do very high end. And he said, you know, one anomaly in this and whether this is something someone will hear and say, that's terrible for our country or, or someone will say, well, that's nice, is he said a lot of his people are very wealthy. They've been making a killing in the stock market. So they've been making huge amounts of money while all of this is happening. But at the same time, they want to deflect the taxes. So they decide that they're going to donate part of their rare book collection or art or whatever. And so his appraisal business has been very, very busy paying, appraising very, very high-end people so that they can offset their capital gains <laughs> with their donations. Right. It shows you whenever something happens, you don't want this to happen because more people are not making millions of dollars in the stock market. But it always shows this two ends. Of there, it. there are people who are going to make good. I just have one more question, and it's sure. very much relatable. And you mentioned the online impact. Obviously, a store like Strand, which is huge and has a huge overhead, how effective has the online advertising and the online ordering been for that end of the book industry as opposed to the retail brick and mortar? I mean, it seems to me that more people are staying home and relaxing and saying, I'll push a button and get a Grisham book sent to my house in two days. It has a huge impact. And of course, that's mainly Amazon, mm. that, that right. people buy it through Amazon. And Amazon is doing spectacularly well. Uh, and that does, in a way, hurt or the um, general used bookstore. It definitely cuts down on what we have. Uh, but people like to shop. I mean, that's one of the big things about Strand. It wasn't just that you go in there and you get a specific book. It's the experience. It's that you get in there and the experience of shopping and browsing. 
Same with people coming into our store. And when you're in a period where people are afraid to be near people, uh, you know, we're very uh, insistent and fortunately don't have a huge problem with people wearing masks and keeping distance and so on. But, you know, in order for everything to really get back, Mm. we need a vaccine. We need to get back. Uh, But uh, hopefully the strand is going to figure it out. I know I'm determined we are. uh, And uh, but people like to shop. They like to browse. They like to. One of the great things about Amazon is if you know exactly the book you want, you know exactly what it is. You can order it and say, you know, it comes in a day or two. When you walk into a bookstore, you might say, well, this is the book I want. And we might go over, we might have it, we might not. But you go to the area where those type of books are, and you might look at it and say, oh, there's the book. I Well, wait a minute, look at this mm. one. I've never heard of that one. And the one next to it, and those might actually be more interesting that you never, ever would have known, seen, or heard of. And that's one of the great joys of going into a bookstore. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I'm that guy who, when my wife goes shopping and wants to go to the stores, I say, you know what? I'll meet you in two hours. I'll be at the Brattle or (laughs) or I'll be at one of the places. Well, if people have questions, and we have a lot of questions pouring in for these podcasts now, which is fabulous, go to brattlebookshop.com. You can connect with Ken there anytime. And remember to uh, tell your friends about the podcast. We've got more listeners around the world every single week, and we really appreciate it. So, Ken, uh, we're going to be answering more questions as we go along to help the folks and uh, really appreciate it as you dust off your book of knowledge there in your brain. Thank you. Well, I, I love talking and love answering them. Keep sending them in. And uh, books still, even if you're home, they're still fun. Absolutely. See you guys Enjoy next them. time on the Brattlecast. Thank you.